0: Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message Podcast. We're excited to announce an all new podcast called Weekend in Review, which we'd love for you to check out right after this. Visit reviewpodcast.timberlakechurch.com or download the Timberlake app. Text Timberlake app to 77977 or search for Timberlake Church in your app store. We're always so encouraged to hear how this platform has been a blessing to others, and we hope it makes an impact for you as well. Enjoy the message. It is so good to, uh, well, sort of see you. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm the lead pastor here at Timberlake Church. And what we are doing is we're really going through something together. Have you noticed that things are a little crazy out there? Uh, yeah, have you? Uh, I mean, it, you see it. Uh, I went to the dry cleaners to pick up some dry cleaning. And uh, the lady at the dry cleaners, I come in the door, and I can't, could not make this up. She, she looks at me. She looks back. She looks at me, and then she doesn't social distance. She doesn't put on a face mask. She pulls from underneath the counter a welder's mask, and then says, can I help you? Uh, uh, now, you think things are getting crazy. Uh, why don't you take a look at this? A little Disney and us. Delivery. Hey, baby, pizza guy here. Man, we can't be spinning like that right now. How much? 30. All right, that's 10, 20, uh-huh, 30. All right, appreciate you. All right, have a good one. Well, you have a good one. Where's my tip at? No, nah, times is hard. bro. come on, I need a tip. Hey, babe, come on. Right, give him a tip. Here you go. Come on. <laughs> it's gotten that bad, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've received some advice. How many of you have received unsolicited advice in the last couple of weeks? Yep, there are all sorts of people who want to talk to you about social distancing, uh, which uh, is a little creepy. But anyway, uh, I've, I've uh, got some of that as well. Uh, I've been looking at Facebook. Uh, one of my friends, who used to be a pastor on our staff, is now a lead pastor. He posted this on his Facebook about the coronavirus. I wonder if this was because I didn't forward that email. And then uh, there's a, a doctor who goes here. He keeps on telling me not to touch my face. And uh, he sent me this cartoon, it's for your own good, you have to stop touching your face. And, uh, uh, and then I went on Facebook and I asked, uh, hey, send me any, anything you have that's a little lighter uh, regarding the coronavirus, and I uh, received many, many uh, pictures, sayings, Uh, cartoons, uh, and then a whole bunch of others that went into my messenger because they were inappropriate to share uh, with other people. Which tells you a lot about who attends Timberlake Church. Uh, And then, uh, so this is uh, one uh, that someone just said, uh, they said a mask and gloves were enough to go to the grocery store, they lied, everyone else had clothes on. Uh, And then this one right here, uh, Throwback Thursday, And then finally, uh, this one, uh, how long is social distancing supposed to last? My wife keeps on trying to come in the house. (laughs) Well, uh, that's all I have for you today. We're gonna end in prayer. No, we uh, what we're really gonna do is we're gonna get into the Bible. We're gonna get into God's Word. And it's interesting, although the word coronavirus is not used in the Bible, uh, the Bible primarily was actually written during incredibly difficult times. And when we consider the context of what was written and who it was written to, I think the application is probably uh, even greater today than it ever has been. And so I'm going to spend most of my time in the book of 2 Corinthians. Uh, The apostle Paul wrote this. He had a miraculous experience where he had come to know the power of Jesus Christ in his life. And that's what we're about as a church, is about you uh, knowing that, about me knowing that, and then living that out. So, uh, let's start, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Acacia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you might say, well, Ben, that, what's that? That's an introduction. What does that mean? Well, well really, when you, when you look at that, there's a lot in there. First, he starts out with his identity, who he is. He's he's a follower, he's a servant of Jesus Christ. I think one of the greatest things, not only to get through this, but really to thrive in your life when this is long over, is to understand whose you are and for what purpose you were created. And then he talks about who it was written to. It was written to uh, people in Corinth. It was not a Jesus-friendly culture. It was, uh, it was actually quite dangerous for people to be followers of Christ. And, and you think about what people went through every day. We're thinking about health concerns, which are very, very real. But, but when there was no plague, no virus in those days, just any little thing literally could take your life. And so it was written to a situation in many ways that is much like ours. Uh, And so, uh, my thought was this, when it says grace and peace be to you, if people who are living in in an uncertain economic environment, where they could be ravished by disease, where there was uh, actually persecution for Christians in a way that we don't understand, if they could experience grace and peace, then maybe you and I today can experience that same Grace and peace. And hey, hey, I understand. If you put all your eggs in this life, in this basket, then I understand you're freaked out and there's maybe good reason to be. But I would maybe say this to you and to those who have taken that step of faith to follow Jesus, is that we can live differently. We can uh, walk through difficult times with amazing grace. And, and see, Oftentimes we say, well, Ben, things are so uncertain. And they are uncertain. We don't know exactly what's gonna happen next. But do you know that you can have clarity in how to move forward in your life even when you're uncertain? Because let's face it, when this is over and there's no more coronavirus and the economy's back, life is always a little bit uncertain. It's just in these moments that we have clarity around that. And, and so, what I want to look at today is how we can be clear when life is really uh, uncertain. How can, how, can we, how can we have clarity on how to move forward? One of the things we understand and we're going to learn from this passage is, number one, problems don't last forever. Again, I'm not trying to minimize anything or be trite. But, but if you look at even the history of disease and plagues, uh, beyond what we even c- could experience with this, that every single one of them came to an end. That's before there was modern hygiene, without modern medicine, without the communications, without any of those things, all of them came to an end at some point. And the reality is we don't know when, but we know that it will come to an end at some time. And we've survived other things that are d- definitely different but I'm old enough, I, I survived, uh, you know, the dot-com crash, Y2K, the Mayan calendar, uh, you know, uh, vanilla ice, Tamagotchis, you know, all of that. Uh, that we, uh, but, but, but there's been all sorts of things that we've walked through. And some of you, you've, you've survived cancer. You've survived a marriage breakup that you thought you didn't know if you could live anymore. You've survived a, a deep, dark depression that you knew you couldn't pull yourself out of, but God did. And and the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, we are hard pressed on every side. See, there's the truth. It's not, hey, there's no problem. In fact, I I wonder where those new age gurus are now that say, oh, you can just think your way out of it. Because that, that doesn't work. That can't work. That won't work. And I think I'm glad that we're we're looking at reality and the Bible deals in reality. It says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. How, how many of you need that today? How many of you need that kind of faith? Others of us would say I don't even get that type of faith or how I get to that type of faith. Well, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, he describes how you get there. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so the question for you and me is, how are we on fixing our eyes on Jesus this, these days? As a church, uh, we know that the deliverable and how that happened has, has to change. Now, we've had an online campus for over a decade, and so uh, we're, we're thankful that this has been part of our culture, although we're making modifications along the way. Uh, but we, we are committed to your spiritual growth and many other things that I'm going to talk about as well, because we care about you as a whole person. And so, we are going to continue to have services uh, every weekend. They're going to look a little bit different. Uh, for some of you, uh, your prayers have been answered. They'll be a little bit shorter. And uh, so, uh, we're, we're formatting it to the online uh, experience. We also, and I've, I've heard from so many people. Uh, by the way, I, I just have to tell you how much I love you as a church. So many people reaching out and just saying, hey, are you Okay and, and i 'm glad that you do that for me as your pastor, but I hope that you're doing that for other people as well. Well, someone said, "Hey, we need something in the middle of the week, and so what we 're going to do to and I think some of this is going to live beyond uh, the you know this uh, Crisis and beyond us doing church online uh, we 're going to have a midweek refresh on Wednesdays at noon and seven pm it 's going to be not not very long, maybe ten or fifteen minutes it 'll be different uh, every week it 'll just be a little spiritual pick me up uh, for you and so I encourage you. That's going to begin this Wednesday, Thursday night. Pastor Russell Koratz, is he is leading a virtual prayer meeting. Uh, you know, it's sort of funny is we we thought we were going to be meeting primarily in watch parties, and I know some of you are breaking the law in doing that. But uh, we uh, uh, we as a church we're not uh, we're not we're not populating those for you. Uh, we we have virtual online groups. We have just overnight fifty groups popped up. Uh, many of them are already full. More of them will come online if you want to uh, lead one of those. I think God is doing something uh, really incredible, and I want you to grow spiritually through this. I want you to be closer to Jesus at the end of the day when we're on the other side of this. See, here's the reality, number two, is that there's a way through even when there's not a way out. And you get what I'm uh, saying about that, is that sometimes you just gotta go through some things. And that's what we're doing right now. And, but just don't go through it alone. Uh, a number of years ago when I lived in San Diego, uh, I did uh, the Marine Corps Boot Camp Challenge. This is one I used to run a lot, and uh, I thought it was just a little race, just, you know, three and a half miles. I didn't realize that I would be going through mud over obstacles, and I would have people yelling at me, which at least it reminded me of my childhood. The, uh, so, uh, so as I'm there, I'm going through this Marine Corps Boot Camp Challenge, and, and I, I just took a risk. And I went up to the, you know, there were different groups, and I went up to the number two group behind the, the elite runners, and I, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to really give this my all, and not, uh, I, I don't want to brag, but I guess I'm going to, the, uh, is not only did I pass my group, I started to go past the elite runners, and I did this for at least two, three hundred feet. And then, uh, and then I had the rest of the race. Uh, but really, I was making some progress, and I was just all, all the way giving everything, going through the mud and under all the obstacles that they had. And I got to like that last mile. And I think it's such, it can be analogous to so much in our life. And I got there, and I started to just slow down. And I thought to myself, maybe I'll just walk all the way in. Well, right around that time I was thinking that, there was a, a guy, he was a little bit older than I was, he was uh, in in perfect shape, he sort of had that haircut, I'm sure he was a retired Marine, and I'm like, I'm going to just let this guy pass me. He doesn't pass me. I start to speed up, he comes with me, I slow down, he slows down with me. And and I didn't realize until later is that he was Helping me to press on. And right, I finally start to slow down and stop. And he looks at me and he goes, now's not the time to quit. And I thought, okay, I'm going to keep on running. Who's your running partner in life? See, we all need that. And I know that the Lord will be that for you. But God, God is going to help other people to come into your life as well, if you let them. We read this. He delivered us from such a deadly uh, peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And here's what I want you to read in that passage, is that he has delivered us, he will deliver us, and he will continue to deliver us. What does that look like? We don't know. But we know the outcome is this, therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasted away Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. See, something can be happening different on the inside than on the outside. Something can be happening differently in our culture than in our church. Something can be happening differently in our neighborhood than in our family. But it never happens on its own. What we need, and this is, you know, hopefully you've been inspired. This is where we're getting really practical, is number three, we have, uh, we can have an actionable game plan. And we need that. We need better than good intentions. I was talking to a relative of mine not too long ago, and they were behind on their taxes, which I hear is not a good thing. Uh, Although now, taxes aren't due till July, uh, so I won't be late this year, (laughs) which is great. Uh, So, uh, they were behind. And and I said, hey, you know, I'm sort of good with numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Why don't I come down and I help you? And they said, no, it makes me depressed when I think about it. And I'm like, well, if you don't think about it, you'll be more depressed. See, we we can't let things get out of hand. We need a plan to move forward. God doesn't just want to take you through this. God wants to use you through this and do something great in you. You know, uh, when Christianity was first starting to spread in the Roman Empire, there was a plague uh, that was, it, beyond anything we could, it didn't have a 98, 97% survival rate. Many, so many people died of this plague, and it was going throughout the Roman Empire. And people thought, because they'd moved to the cities, that the cities were the cause of the plague. And, and this happened early on in the Christian movement. And so, what happened is people started to flee the cities. The, the wealthy did, and, and, and other people were stuck inside the cities. And if you read uh, the history of Christianity, uh, Dr. Rodney S- uh, Stark, uh, uh, he used to be a professor at the University of Washington. And I believe he now teaches or is retired from Baylor University. He he wrote about this in his history of Christianity, and, and he's a historian and a sociologist. Is that Christians moved into the cities when everyone else was moving out? That they they actually. Risk and some actually forfeited their lives. They cared for the sick. And in fact, if you ever wonder why there's hospitals to go to today, it was because during that time, that place, that hospitals were invented by Christ followers who wanted to care for the sick. And so, hundreds of years later, when Constantine declared the Roman Empire as Christian, people say, he didn't really do anything. Christianity was so pervasive everywhere in the empire, even though it was under threat of persecution, even losing their life, because people saw what God did through ordinary people. And so, we live differently. Paul says this, for we live by faith, not by sight. And so, what is our actionable game plan uh, as a church? Now, uh, again, in the, in the next few weeks, things are going to be uh, more personal, talking about your life, and we have some great messages. In fact, next week, there's a, a, a testimony you are going to want to hear. Uh, it's going to be so encouraging to you. But I want to talk about our game plan as a church. As that's been unfolding, as things change, of course, this probably will change as well. But the first thing is that we want to provide real care. We want to care uh, for you, and we want to care uh, for people in our community. In fact, we know that some people are going to be isolated at homes, and uh, we're going to have care packs to uh, really bring some necessary uh, supplies to people. If you're good enough, we'll even bring you toilet paper. And uh, (laughs) you have to be really faithful to the Lord to get that, though. Uh, And and care calls. I I, I said last week, uh, many of you, actually hundreds of you, already received care calls. And don't freak out when someone calls you. Someone will call you from church. uh, Because we want to make sure that you're Okay. We also need creative community. And creative community, uh, it it means that we covenant with one another, as the Bible would say. And and here's what I want to promise you, is that you will not be alone through this. If you will let us know, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, because there's some things that I'm going to need from you as well, is is that we're not going to let you go through this alone. If you're sick, you're not gonna be abandoned, that you are going uh, uh, to be cared for, and that we're gonna help you to help others. But let me tell you, there's some things that we need from you as well. One, we need to know who you are. Uh, A lot of you have remained anonymous, and that's okay, except it's hard for us to connect. So would you give us your most up-to-date information uh, you can just uh, just eat, uh, Pastor Ben at TimberlakeChurch.com or or uh, whatever. Just go on the website, the online connection card. Give us your information with that. Also, as we uh, move forward in our ministries, uh, we, we want you uh, to be able to worship the Lord in your giving. And that's important for our ministry to go forward. And so I'm encouraging you, download the Timberlake app if you've not done that in the app store and you put Timberlake Church. It should be the first thing that comes up. And uh, that you would financially participate. Or you can go online and sign up for online giving. That, that participation is absolutely crucial uh, to us moving forward. In fact, can I, can I brag on you for a little bit? Last week, I talked about uh, Faith Forward. And Faith Forward is an initiative where we're doing projects on various campuses, uh, some uh, building facilities uh, on our Redmond campus, doing some things. And we, we had already had uh, some great commitments. And we're gonna be able to move forward with most of that. The timing may be impacted with that. But, but I said, hey, because of the situation, uh, we, we really didn't make that last push for the last month, because we know that many people are struggling. And uh, can I tell you what happened? 21 new Faith Forward commitment cards came in. That at that time, in the middle of the crisis, 21 families, when I said it's over, made that commitment. So, I just want to remind you, it's over. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> no, I, w- I was literally blown away. I really, wa- I r- I really was. And then I- I'd like for you to connect or reconnect with your growth group uh, if you've done that, or maybe you've been, not been part of one, online. Uh, that leads to deeper discipleship. I think there's an opportunity for all of us, and I talked about those avenues earlier in the message and how we could do that, and then broader ministry as well. Uh, In fact, there are churches who are not able to provide online content, and we are going to be doing it not necessarily as a Timberlake thing, brand it to help them. We are going to become a content provider for them. We've already resourced a number of churches because we want our church to thrive and and even grow in this period of time, And, and I think God's going to do that. But we want to be about the broader church of Jesus Christ. Because if you're new and just uh, getting online with us for the first time, Jesus is the hero of the story at Timberlake, and that's the name that we always want to lift up. We read in the Bible, it says this, God who, our, God who comforts us in all our troubles, why does he do it? So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. See, it really leads to number four: is that this moment is redeemable. Uh, it really is. So I, I have one of my daughters, my youngest daughter. Uh, she has some. She is infected with something that no one else in my family is, and that's relentless optimism. Uh, I'm I'm a realist. I don't. I'm not negative. I'm just a realist. Uh, and so we were going for a walk, and uh, you know she. We we're going for a walk. And I say, how are you doing? She goes, you know, I'm doing pretty great. And she go, and so we're walking along. She says, you know, some good things have come out of this coronavirus. Can I tell you what those are? And I'm like, what, you know, an early inheritance for Gen Zers like you? I mean, what's going on? And she goes, no, she said, "Uh, hey, you see, families are walking around together like they uh, haven't before. Uh, People are actually uh, uh, connecting at social distance uh, with one another, and and people are seeking God. And see, the reality is there's been a lot of negative, and it's very real. There have been people who have... Lost their lives, who have lost their jobs, who have lost hope. And, and, and God, this, this how He works is: there's a day when, when Jesus is going to come again, and He's going to make all things right. And it's real. The we put our hope in this, and, and we're told about that hope from hope in heaven that there will be no more pain, no more tears, none of the sorrow that I know that some of you are going through today. But one of the most redeemable things that can happen in a moment like this is we can say, Jesus, I, you know, I was sort of open for business before. But there was this, you know, my time, my energy, whatever, whatever it was I was holding back on. I'm going to fully trust you. And the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of people who were uh, struggling much like today, in many ways, in ways that we couldn't even imagine today. And he said, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. There's something that happens in this moment, a moment like this, is that we are able to put our trust where it should have been in the first place. And we read in 2 Corinthians, it says, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, and I know for some of you, your suffering, that's very real, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And you know how that happens is, yes, when we care for one another, love one another, do all the things we are radically committed to doing as a church. But when we remember what Jesus has done for us, Thanks for listening to this week's message podcast. If you would like to watch the video version of this, visit our online campus at online.timberlakechurch.com, which is also live Saturday evenings at 530 and Sunday mornings at 830, 945, and 1115 Pacific Time. And don't forget to check out our app for a one-stop solution to all things Timberlake. Thanks again, and we hope to see you this weekend.